0: Hi y'all, it's Hillary Livingston Butler, uh, your intrepid middle-aged mom. <laughs> uh, coming to you this Sunday. Um to this week has been like it's been like a level of Super Mario Brothers. We're like we're like trying to get to the flagpole, we're trying to jump on it, record the episode, and just things get in our way. Lava pits, um, uh, like twirling fireballs, dragons, or whatever. Um, I can't remember all the lore from Super Mario Brothers. That's like where my knowledge ends. Anyway, this this week we had an episode we were going to record. It was going to be great. And then just things got, on, got in our way. But we have a great episode for you guys. I uh, just re-listened to it and I actually lolled at us, um, which is sort of um, a little meta, I guess. But <laughs> I was laughing while I was laughing on the show. Um anyway, it's really enjoyable. It's, it talks about well, uh, ostensibly the episode is about what we wanted to be when we grew up, which we do talk about and none of our none of our admissions are surprising at all. Obviously, I wanted to be an actress. <laughs> um but some of the stuff that I I laughed at, some previews that I did review The Rise of Gru in it. <laughs> pretty in-depth review um, and then we did do a little preview it was like we did a little show planning on it uh, uh, talking about the cutting edge and what a terrible slash great movie it is and you know we ended up watching that on the show anyway it's a, it's a fun episode I think you'll enjoy it and we will definitely uh, be back with you with so much small talk y'all I mean I'll preview it a little bit here okay. We've got t- this, this, this really is like step on the show has everything. We've got Taylor Swift. We have COVID. Uh, we have, I guess, the, the four thousandth TBTL show. We have power outages. We have everything. We have Barbie. We have everything you could think of. I don't know if we have any Oppenheimer, but um, yeah, it's going to be quite a ride next week. So buckle up and listen to this episode from almost just a little over a year ago. Yes, I'm still complaining about how it's hot. And guess what? It's um, July 30th, And it's fucking hot in Austin, Texas. Anyway, um, we'll get back at you guys next week. Have a lovely Sunday, Monday, rest of the week. All right. Bye.
1: garden view studios in historic albany new york i'm bobby pape and this show has everything tonight our hopes our dreams many of which i'm sure have been shattered We're talking about the things we wanted to be when we grow up and maybe someday we actually will joining me for this youthful remembrance from the stick of butter studios in new Brighton, minnesota it's ann with a plan lend home good evening ann
2: good evening bobby let me tell you data analyst and statistician is always exactly what I pictured myself doing with my life.
1: You're the one person I would actually believe. Shut (laughs) up.
2: Even I'm not that big of a dork.
1: (laughs) And since you've already heard her laugh in the middle-aged momish studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary, the H-Bob Livingston-Butler. Good evening, Hillary.
0: I also always wanted to be a project manager for a commercial real estate leasing office team. It was a dream, specifically that and only that, so
1: spoiler alert. Yeah, I don't know if you're just reading like a Baringston Bears <laughs> class A office space special. Of yes, yes, I am. Uh, and at the Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith.
3: Good evening, senior biostatistician at a medical device CRO was always the plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, um I, given that I played viola for 2 months in 4th grade until we all mutually agreed that I should be ushered back over to the chorus. Um I don't know how chorus administrator ever ended up being my dream come true, but uh more on that in a few minutes after we do some small talk, get into our mailbag with your feedback about what Jeremy Holmes should experience next on the miseducation of Jeremy Holmes. We'll also take your uh, t she recommends, or rather give you our t she recommends, and tell you how you can get involved with the show. Hillary, take us to the mailbag, would you? No. Wrong order. No. Take us to the small talk, wouldn't you? I would love to. Uh, Now, people,
2: when we put topics in the small talk section, we very often do not label who has put what where. So there is often a little bit of guessing about, what item applies to one person? And normally, I would say that if the note is titled "Guys, I'm Famous Now," it would go straight to Hillary Livingston Butler. That's what I thought. But I am suspecting that we are going to
1: Robert Lawrence Pape. Wow, middle name and all.
2: <laughs> well, you know. are is famous gonna, now.
1: Is that going to fit on my Hollywood star? I feel like that's <laughs> a lot of. It's a lot of letters. Uh, <laughs> yes. I am, uh, and no wonder I'm so jittery tonight, I am not just the extra coffee in my NPR hashtag go public mug that I am enjoying over here. Uh, I'm famous now, so I just want to let you all know that this is going to be my last um, my last episode of Tishi, because it's time to get paid for this talent. Uh, oh, have and, I not been
2: uh, sending you the checks?
1: Oh. Sorry! God, I thought our shares seemed a little bit big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh this one is brought to you by um sleep eight Wait, which mattresses they're still are all the mattresses are kind of gone i was trying to come up with a sponsor uh, No, this episode's brought to you by me that'll work oh i isn't there
2: a mattress one where they're like you get the mattress that's specifically dying designed for your body type i have the midnight deluxe or whatever
0: <laughs> oh right yes it sounds very sexy, mm-hmm. but it's just for sleeping. I,
1: I think guess. Squarespace is pretty evergreen.
0: Like, hey, the there
1: idea. we go. Yeah, yeah. Use offer code fifteen minutes of fame. Ten percent <laughs> off your your new website at Squarespace. Uh, we wrapped our summer runout series this last weekend. Uh, it'll be the weekend before the last one because you'll hear this on Monday and whatever. Just time is a flat circle. But we had three concerts over the July first, second, third swing. And uh, I was just exhausted, running on fumes, thoroughly dehydrated, as I told you ladies in uh, harrowing detail before we started rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry about that. But uh, the upshot was that it was an incredibly slow news weekend in uh, the capital region of New York State. And so we managed to get not one, but two different local news channels to come out on two of our different concert nights. And I got to be the guy who stands there with a big, stupid grin and say, we're so glad to be doing outdoor concerts. And so I had about 10 seconds on uh, our local ABC affiliate and 10 seconds on our local CBS affiliate uh, rocking two different shades of polo shirts. Very much the uniform of my summer. Literally one of my colleagues walked past me on Friday night and said, you look like a camp counselor. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, it's called trailblaze New York. That's what I was going for. It's the name of our program. So uh, yes, I got to do uh, multiple stand-ups with the sun in my eyes um, in Albany. When the Channel Six kid came, they sent him without a reporter, and he just came to take some B-roll, so just some some background shots of the orchestra. And then he said, "Well, as long as I'm here, uh, could you could we do a quick you know interview?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And then he realized that his microphone did not have any batteries; um, <laughs> like his batteries were dead. They, he had batteries; they were dead. And he was like, yeah, well, don't worry about it then. I'll, I'll just skip. I got to go get, do my next thing. And I was like, where are you going? And he's like, well, I got to go to my car. And I was like, I also have to go to my car. <laughs> and I followed him back to his car. Uh, this was after he asked me if I had any AA batteries. And the only box we had was on stage in the middle of the concert. So I couldn't go get them. Uh, and then when I got to his car, he looked at me and he said, well, you already came all the way out here, so I guess let's do this. And he put new batteries in his microphone and interviewed me in the parking lot.
2: Oh, you are such a hustler.
4: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And then he uh, he asked me a bunch of um, relatively uninteresting questions. And the one they decided to go with on the news was, what do we like so much about doing concerts outside?
4: <laughs> <laughs> actually, good out, what, is the, what,
1: what is the context for what you usually do and i literally said uh well we do concerts in the concert halls <laughs> in the fall winter and spring uh but in the summer we love being outside making music with our friends or something like that like some throwaway line and sure enough that was the one they went with so that got me on the, the cbs affiliate and then the next night they came out and actually sent a reporter and actually interviewed me and Then a train went by as we were trying to record. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) And then um, the water ski show that was happening behind me, and they blared the national anthem (laughs) out of their speakers. Uh, But (laughs) somehow between those things, they found 10 seconds of me to use. So uh, I even got my TBTL ball cap on the local news one of those nights. So the guys owe me some royalties.
2: I love the combination of classical music orchestra and um ski water skiing review together i mean this is quite an
1: event you've got going on here and fireworks don't forget the fireworks of
4: course
1: uh yeah no we we uh we're embracing the community we do a little bit of everything you know yeah Yeah. so the water ski show was uh a delight it was a bunch of local kids and families uh and it's it, I'm I when I first heard water ski show I misinterpreted I thought I heard like jet ski show,
4: oh and I thought it was gonna be
1: like like jet skis doing jumps and stuff. Then I found out no it's like kids on water skis doing like the pyramid. Yeah,
0: that, I imagine. And, like, um, going do you remember ramp. the original Freaky Friday? The one with Jodie Foster? She was like in a water ski like they like she did water skiing pyramids and stuff. And yeah. I always thought it was so cool and scary. Yep.
1: Uh, that was all it. Um, the Friday night, I also had to vamp because the concert ended like 20 minutes early and it was too light for fireworks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had a kid conduct. This is like classic shtick. Pull a like, pull a little girl out of the audience, have her go up, conduct Stars and Stripes forever. And so after the concert, she's still standing near the stage and I've got the microphone and I'm just like interviewing this annoying six-year-old girl in front of everyone because we got to kill 10 minutes until it's dark enough for the fireworks. Uh, yeah, I have my real uh, my real MC weekend, and uh, I'll uh, I'll see you uh, in the funny pages.
2: What a job! <laughs> <laughs> and what a person to do it—the right person in the right place at the right time.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, just my big fat sweaty self up there in front of everybody. <laughs> I'm One sure you the did great. Crews, they caught me like the frame was a lot wider than I thought it was going to be because usually they get you high and tight in those stand-up shots. And so, as a result, you can clearly see that my hands are just like on my hips. <laughs> like, my <laughs> elbows are out, and I'm just like, oh, that's good. <laughs> anyway, cap counselor me. Uh, I also have a little bit of uh, news that I wanted to share, which is that starting when you hear this, Fella is officially moving to Albany. Oh. Uh, we've decided that it's time. He's been back and forth several times, he's been a commuter cat for the last couple of months. Um, he does not like being a computer cat. He, <laughs> he freezes up. I'm shocked. Doesn't move the entire time. Doesn't complain. Doesn't meow a lot. Just just stays absolutely still and pisses himself every time. And we don't want to do that to him too much more. And since Sam and I are going on vacation for a few days this week just to Rochester to see my family, uh, we decided that it would be easier to find a cat sitter in Albany. So he's coming to Albany and when he gets here, he's staying here. So we're one step closer to being a family again.
4: That's
1: good. Uh, Put the family back together. Yeah. Sam will be out here in a couple of more weeks. The lease is up in Boston at the end of August. But um for now, I'm getting the cat. It's my turn to have custody starting next week.
2: <laughs> I thought that so, you uh, had decided that you just couldn't be without him. Right. Sam.
3: Fella.
1: Eh. <laughs> 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 definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm actually a little worried about Sam because she's at least had the cat to talk to. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's already unhealthy enough. But like, anyway, she'll be
0: good. She'll be good. Maybe I'll push her. Yeah, she's just going to be there more. Uh, So uh,
1: yeah, based on our guessing, uh, I'm going to (laughs) assume that it's Anne who went to see the Rise of Gru. (laughs) Yep,
2: you got it. I was there on opening night,
1: dressed in a suit.
0: Yeah, apparently that's what the kids are doing. Yes. Um I. It's me, guys. I saw the rise of Gru. Um, I know, just I, this-
2: I w- not to interrupt you, but to interrupt you, I <laughs> was going to go see it, but I haven't seen the other movies in the series, so I felt like I just would probably be lost as far right. as right. the it plot make any goes. Sense.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know I the lore. Are- I also have never seen a, I, a minion has been on in my presence or like despicable me Despicable Me or whatever has been on when I'm around, but it's not something. It's not like Toy Story where I'm like, oh, this is actually good. I enjoy this. Let me tell you, this show, this movie is not like one of those. A little for the parents, a little for the kids. It's like
2: a lot for the kids.
0: Eight percent for kids, and like the soundtrack is for. I don't know, like parents slash grandparents, because it's all 70s music. Like, so that was about the best part of it. Um, So this is a Minions. I I didn't know anything about this. Okay, so it is is a Minions movie, technically. But like, it's really about Gru, who's the despicable me, like the Steve... They're all, like, linked, but it, it felt like the Minions are the more popular part of this, so they're like, we're just going to call it Minions, but it's really, like, the Minions are there, but it's really about the rise of Gru, <laughs> Steve Carell character. I mean, as it's the so titles fucking <laughs> <would> indicate. <laughs> it's so yeah. fucking stupid. I mean, so I... Okay, on, on um, our jambo, we had talked about, like, oh, what are we going to talk about this week? And we're like, should we talk about the weather? Because we're all old and like, we don't want to talk about the weather. So, obviously, I live in Austin. It has been... The summer started so early this year. It has been so hot. And there's... Besides going to the pool or just sitting inside, there's not that much to do. So, I'm like, hey, guys, let's just do you want to say the rise of Gru? And they were like, yes, yes, we do. You but suggested this. I did. This was your idea. I, <laughs> I, it totally was my idea. And I was like, fine, let's go. So we went, I actually, you know, there's a, there's a Alamo draft house really close to me. Bobby's been to it. Um, it's five minutes from my house. It was house. an excellent
1: venue for super troopers too.
0: <laughs> God. Um, uh, but that one was like basically sold out. So I looked and there was one a little bit farther north of us. This was the only cute thing that happened is I was like, I, it took 20 minutes to get there, which is not that bad. I just like hadn't really like I like to get there a little bit earlier than ten, five five or 10 minutes before I to get situated, get our stuff. <laughs>
2: you need to um, see the before show trivia, the real well, screen, want, yeah. whatever.
0: Listen, I love it, and then Alma will put together little packages that are kind of fun. But as we're getting there, I was like, "We'll be fine. We're just gonna get there, kind of like right when it starts." And Rory was like, "Oh, are we gonna see the commercials?" Which he means the previews. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be there for that." And he was like, "Cause I really like the commercials." And I was like, "I know, me too, buddy." But like, don't worry. He was very like anxious about it. So whatever. I mean, listen. I had two glasses of wine. It was fine. <laughs> I It was truly like 86 minutes long. So I... I th- th- sometimes you'll go to a kids movie that is inexplicably two and a half hours long. Oh. Why is this? This is too long. This was a fine amount. There was... What I do in these movies is basically I go in fresh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the plot, but I also don't know who the voice actors are. No
3: spoilers. For this. <laughs> no, you, you don't this
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to see if I can guess like, okay, that is, you know, and these are pretty obvious. Mine is Steve Carell. It's like Taraji P. Henson was, she was acting her heart out. And then Alan Arka, who you like, Alan Arka, you can like, he just is, his voice is his voice is his voice and it's never like it's always the same. So um, that was kind of fun. It it was truly fine. It was they loved it. There was like minion butt cracks that happened and that always oh, gets a laugh. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm still like I don't understand what they're I actually I listened to this podcast <laughs> um, and they were talking about the popularity of the minions. And why they're so popular and they're popular internationally because with the minions, you're like, what are they speaking? And they're not really speaking anything. Occasionally, it'll be like maybe Spanish, but they're kind of just speaking gibberish. And that is apparently very appealing to an international audience because the language kind of doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They don't have to translate. translate. Yeah. Yeah, You kind of get the gist of what they're doing. Anyway, I still don't really understand how Groove got the minions. Like, I'm like, they're just there. I do I want an origin story? No, I don't, but I'm still (laughs) kind of curious about it. Um, Anyway, that was my review. I'm not putting it in T. She recommends, but if you can go to a place that serves wine and food, then, you know, go for it.
3: How many
0: grooves? How many grooves? (laughs) Mm, Out of five, I would give it two and a half grooves. That's better than I would expect. It's because it was short. There was one line that made me laugh and, the music was good. And that was pretty low you know. bar. Yeah, well, I know. You know, I, I also saw Sonic 2 in the theater, and like that was, I was like f- passed out. Although it was very popular, I like passed out during it. So, you know, whatever. I just enjoy going to the theater. That's like part of the thing with me. Even if it's a crappy movie, I'm like, oh no, it's fun. I kind of like the experience of it. And it, let me tell you, it was packed. We had good seats, but it was packed. So, well,
3: at the draft like, house, you can just sit and enjoy whatever yes. you're drinking or eating, and it's fine.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I will say, my dumbass kids were like play fighting at one point. I mean, it was fine. It was like they, whatever, they were imitating something on screen. And Rory slightly knocked one of Bridget's milkshake and it like spilled all over her and spilled on the chair. And I was like, it's okay. I'm going to get up and go get napkins. It's not a big deal. Um, which I was happily okay with leaving the movie to go get napkins but the very nice alamo draft house people were like no no no, we got it we'll clean it off we're gonna spray it down so that was nice that's why i like going there and
3: you're like no 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 i can leave i
0: can <laughs> leave <laughs> no, this okay. room please I can go to my please. car
3: real quick <laughs> please can i
0: i'll <laughs> be back in oh, 20 God. minutes i swear <laughs> uh, anyway congrats to steve carell because i'm sure he's making making oh, yeah. yeah, let's hope yeah
1: I saw a headline that the franchise of these movies is, like, over $4 billion now. It's crazy. It
0: It made so much money this week. I mean, obviously, it was a long weekend, but it made so much money.
1: I'm trying to picture Alan Arkin as a minion, but still... He's not
0: a minion. He's not a minion. Okay. No. No, he's, like, a part of this bad guy... (laughs) Please yes. don't make me explain tell us, this. Tell us, tell us. <laughs> but I'm so interested. <laughs> a bad guy crew that he gets get kick, he gets kicked out of the crew by Taraji P. Henson and and now I'm forgetting all the other oh, like Jean Claude Van Damme randomly. And <laughs> Oh um, <laughs> no, I
1: I looked it up over here. Jean Claude's character is, is Jean like, yes. huh. Cla- Claude. Jean
3: Claude. Yes. Oh, like with claws? Oh yeah. mm, Jean-Claude. clever Jean-Claude.
0: And then he, Alan Arkin's character gets killed. I always get confused with, I know who they Spoiler. are, but in my, in my name, it's at the really? very beginning. And it, when I'm talking about Alan Arkin versus, versus Alan Alda, they occupy a similar space in my brain and they're very different, but like similar also. So I get kind of, confused. that'd be a fun but, dueling um, Alans. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but, um, so Alan Arkin is this, like, he's. I don't know. It doesn't so. matter now. I'm just picturing
1: Glengarry Glen Ross with Minions.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a nightmare. Oh, lordy. Anyway, go see it. I don't know. Whatever.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my know. thing. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, well, two thumbs? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Whatever.
1: That I thought was I was loopy tonight. Masterful. <laughs> uh
0: let's loop back around to cats. If
2: we're gonna have uh, cats in Albany, let's have some cats in Detroit news. We have some cats in Detroit news. Wonky had
3: her checkup today and she's been doing this thing lately where she has a tart bed. It's a you know, it's supposed to it's supposed to be like uh, a fruit tart. And so it's kind of a like a yellowy orange circle, and then it's got fruit like stuffed fruit. So there's a blueberry and there's a strawberry and there's a mandarin orange slice that I always call a lemon, but and there's a kiwi, Um, and it's adorable when they sleep in it with all the fruit in there because it's very it's very cute. Um, But she and she ignored. It For a long time, my sister bought it for me like a couple of years ago, and, and she didn't care about it at all for quite a while. Bear used to sleep in it a lot. But in the last, like, I don't know, couple of months, she has been, and Wonky, I should say, is 17 years old at the least that wow. we know of. She's pretty old, and she's not really showing it. She she She's having a little hard time jumping up on things now, but other than that, you wouldn't really know that she's so old. But in the last couple of months, she started to grab the fruit out of this tart bed and and caterwaul. I think that's I think that's the term. She does this yowl. We've heard it. Yeah, she's done it during the show. <laughs> she's done it during the jambo usually because I I think part of it is malicious. I think she's trying to get our attention, but I think she does it just in general and and older cats. Do this, And I can't really figure out why. Like I've, I've tried to look up why they do that. And it's like, they're trying to hunt for you or they're demented or like, we don't know. So there's not a good consensus on why they're doing this, but she, she screams while she has these toys in her mouth. And she, she walks around the house screaming and she specifically, we keep them out of the room at night or else we'd never sleep. And she brings them to the door. And she, she she yells until we open the door, take the thing, like give her a little pat, like thank you very much, thanks for feeding us the blueberry, and close the door again. And then she stops usually for a while. Last night she did this four times with Oof. many different fruits and then another toy. And I am exhausted and angry, and I was really happy that I had her checkup scheduled today because... I needed to talk to the vet about this. Like, why is she doing this? And I also kind of realized that she had lost some weight. She's a pretty small cat to begin with. She was nine pounds last time we had her checkup. And today she was seven pounds. Whoa. And that's a pretty significant weight loss yeah. for a cat.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so that was very alarming to me. And then when the vet came in, because it was the tech who did that, when the vet came in, she goes, this is very classic thyroid problem. Um, she said, I will eat my hat if this cat does not have a hyperactive thyroid. And I was like, okay, good. That is better than what I, cause I was concerned like, okay, she's dying. She has some sort of terrible tumor, um, that is like eating her from the inside or something. Um, but it's quite likely that this is a thyroid problem and a hyperactive thyroid can cause weight loss. And it's the same in people, um, hyperactivity, um sleeplessness you know all sorts of like appetite things because your thyroid's involved in your metabolism so it's not surprising that she would lose some weight if she has a hyperactive thyroid so if that is the case we they they drew some blood and i'll find out tomorrow for sure um we'll either put her on medication or we will get to do a uh, radioactive iodine injection and just destroy her thyroid entirely wow yeah, which would be cool because, I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of a process. I think she would have to stay at the vet for a bit, but it would mean no, she wouldn't have to take medication for the rest of her life because mm-hmm. it's really just forever um, if, if that's the course and it has some side effects. So I kind of would prefer that if that's what's going on. And um, gosh, with any luck, it will let us get some sleep. That's yeah. that's my hope, like because oh, I mean honestly, it feels like I I was up four times with her last aye, night.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, and this is top. a cat. I mean, you get cats instead of kids because you don't want to do, <laughs> do stuff like that. Yes, and exactly. here I am up Doing. with her all night long <laughs> because she's mm-hmm. crying. <laughs> oh lordy, yeah. So I, you know if any of you guys out there have had this, please uh, tell me what your experiences were um, because this is, it's, it's really challenging. I I
0: would love to get a full night's sleep. One of these nights. It is brutal. uh, I mean that I, um, parents can choose to do whatever they want to do in my, this is, Parent corner, but in, Bridget was a really good sleeper and slept through the night pretty early, which like made me a little bit like pompous. Like, I'm so good at this. She's just, you know, my kids are just good sleepers. Rory, on the other hand, was like, huh? no, like I want to party at all hours. Um, and we ended up sleep training him at like four months because I started going back to work and I was like, I feel both insane and depressed like really depressed right now because lack of sleep does that to me where I'm just like I can't do anything yeah. nothing's worth it and, and I'm like postpartum like it's, yes yeah it's a nightmare and so I was like turn off the monitor <laughs> like turn up our sound machine he's fine and I was like he slept through the night Dave's like well I don't think we heard him but you know <laughs> he was fine he's fine he's fine yeah. no but yeah lack of sleep can really fuck you up it is yeah. not good it's yeah.
3: been a couple of weeks of really severe screaming, so we, there are some methods. I have gabapentin for her, but I give her a full dose of it for her tiny little frame, and it doesn't really. She's okay until like two, three in the morning, but then it's like every hour after that, she'll she'll Ugh, scream God. at the door. So,
0: yeah, and then to get rough. to the point where you're like, I guess I'm up now. I guess that's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, yeah. No. Th-
3: this morning, honestly, what Gregory goats he works about 45 minute drive away and he has to be there at seven so he's up at like five yeah. usually yeah and the the last time she did this was literally like three seconds before his alarm went off and i was oh. just like well here we go we're <laughs> yeah yeah i am a no. little
2: concerned about this radioactive injection because it's all going great until you end up with a hulk cat
3: well, you know, that's a possibility. I, I didn't ask the vet about potential Hulk side effects, but um, if that <laughs> ends up being the diagnosis, I'm going to definitely bring that up. <laughs>
1: I mean, monetize it. Yeah, true. There's got to be, a, you know, uh, admission fee or film marvel movie or something
2: spider cat (laughs) yeah see bobby this is why we keep you around because you're the one who
0: thinks on this angle big ideas man. it could be bigger than grumpy
2: cat or what was the dog (laughs) the little fluffy dog oh yeah
0: boo boo yeah boo yeah Yeah. if you have wonky the cat hulk
4: the whole cat what would it be? what if
3: she got like super jacked and huge like she went from seven pounds to 14 pounds
2: <laughs> doubled her weight and she That's fought crime
3: yeah
1: less than fella
3: 14.
2: <laughs> and less than bear
3: probably oh. bear is huge yeah she's still i mean she's still the shit kicker like don't get me wrong she she runs the house um but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about her, but this is, if it is a thyroid problem, this is the best possible outcome. And I really, really hope that it helps us get some sleep.
2: Please. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll be crossing our fingers for you, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. For sure. Or pause. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on to the mailbag? Mm-hmm. All right. We got a lovely note from Justina. It was titled Chafing Solution. This is to Jeremy's issue with baby powder that we discussed last week. She says, I have this issue and my solution is, one, zinc oxide cream to clear up the existing irritation. I think that's like basically uh, like desitin. I think. It's basically desitin or, yeah, yeah, that's also what's in sunscreen, physical oh. uh, min- mineral sunscreen. Mineral sunscreen, yeah. Um, then two, a swimmer's, how do you, how do you say that word? Shammy. Shem- Shammy. Shammy. Champ really? Okay, I Shammy. Know, it's, it's- the I think' well
1: Are you sure it's not chamois? <laughs> chamois? I mean,
0: my uh, French
2: is below par, but I'm pretty sure on that
0: one. Chamois. Okay, well, I, I, I think I probably have said chamois before, which is embarrassing, but um, a swimmer's chamois to really dry the areas going forward. I dry off with a towel overall, then press the dry chamois against the problem areas to truly dry them. It has worked really well. Haven't had an issue since I got my chamois. Hope that. helps justina that's awesome that is awesome yes um yeah gotta keep that keep that area dry (laughs) (laughs) keep that powder dry keep that powder dry (laughs) um and then we got a voice fail from friend of the show missy we'll play that here
5: okay i had to pause the pod um this is missy friend of show uh talking about baby powder for jeremy um so I, y'all did talk about Mega Babe, but there's also Body Glide, which is, um, if you say that, like, people automatically think you're talking about Astroglide, which is actually lube, which I'm like, I'm not talking about, like, that kind of lube, like, um, Body Glide is for your body, I don't know, whatever, um, but on the powder front, uh, I had two grandmas that were very much into, um, powder, uh, like smelly powder, baby powder, scented powder, whatever. And they have like, it's called a powder puff. And it's like, you know, it's like a little dish you put your powder in. And then there's a puff on top of it. And then you dip the puff in the powder and you kind of tap it off. And then you use the puff to apply it so you don't get like, you know, clumps of powder falling out of your shorts. Um, I'm sending the link to Christy right now uh, so she can share it with you, Jeremy um bye so yeah. uh, astro glide <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> mm.
5: that's what i took Boom. from
0: that voicemail <laughs> no i think i feel like dave dave used to run a lot he used a lot of body glide i don't know if so it helped all the time the <laughs> body glide but uh, yes, I think that that helps. And um, why it, while we're on the topic of Missy, I just, and I did get her permission for this. I was like, I don't want to blow up your spot. But uh, Missy, who has been my best friend since I was two years old. She was three. I always have to say that because it's true. And I just, she's older than I am. So I, <laughs> I have to say that. She's blazing the trail. Out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By uh, two and a half months. Not even. Anyway, um, Missy's father, Mike Murphy, passed away today Aww. on J- um, July 7th, um, and it's just really sad. He had battled cancer for a few years. Um, it was kind of one of those, like, oh, Mike has cancer, but, like, not like, oh, it's not a big deal, but, like, it's he's just going to have to live with it. He definitely... There's a life expectancy, sort of, but, like, he's fine. He's okay. And then it just... It went downhill pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but he was he was a lovely, lovely man, and mm. as... You know, I, I said before, Misty and I lived um, on neighboring streets, but there was a connecting alley between them. So I would just run across the alley and go into their house and fully went in the back. I mean, I was Kimmy Gibbler. Like I was just kind of bust <laughs> into the house, like just, hi, I'm here. I think sometimes I would just go to the refrigerator. Like I was such a kind of such a dickhead kid, um, but he was always very 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 sweet to me was kind of like a second dad to me and I adored him and he hilariously could never quite pronounce my name correctly he always called me Harry he'd be like hey Harry what's going on (laughs) Um, but he had a lot of patience for this like annoying kid um, from across the way the things that I will remember about Mike is that we would just like he had an office and we would steal his office we would just go in there and play on his computer or just like fuck around with all of his stuff and he never cared which is really nice because I would be very annoyed if two eight-year-olds were doing that but the best thing that Mike had he was (laughs) you know he he liked certain technologies and like Jeremy last week was talking about laser discs I remember very clearly that Mike had a collection of they weren't laser discs they were like I should have looked this up before they were like Almost like eight tracks, but like they were like the size of a laser disc. Like they were big, but they were cartridges for movies. Um Hmm. what? I need to find this. I will find it. I I Missy's gonna be so annoyed because she's like, Yeah It's called blah, blah, blah. But it was sort of this in-between time, like, before VHS or Beta really got started. And it was these, like, cartridges that you would put in and play a movie. And I have a distinct memory of watching Dr. Detroit in Mike's uh, office, which is um, not an appropriate movie for, like, an eight-year-old to watch. But whatever. It was fine. We watched him. (laughs) Um, But he was a really, really sweet man. And I love Missy. And I love her family. So I'm very sad for her. I'm sorry, Missy. Yeah, yeah. You. of course. A big Tishy family hug goes out yes. to
2: Missy and hers. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely.
1: This is a bit of an awkward uh, rejoiner <laughs> from that, but you buzzed by it so quickly before you got into the very heavy talk that I didn't get to just second the endorsement for Body Glide.
0: Oh, I'm so
2: sorry. <laughs> let's, let's go back <laughs> to Astroglide, Bobby. That I,
1: that I'm, I it's no that we need I can't to talk endorse. More about chafing. Yeah, but just no. Body Glide sticks are great. That's that's it. That's all I got. I keep, I keep one around for when when needed. Body glide, good. Um, I Do know. Do you guys
3: remember that Chub Rub song?
0: Yes, I love that.
3: Song. I love. I still have that in my iTunes, and I listen to it a lot. It really um,
0: like all of the parts of it. Like I'm like this speaks to me. Yes, this. Yeah, speaks to it's me. great. Yes. <laughs> uh,
4: um,
0: all right, so I was looking up. Sorry, I got like <laughs> sidetracked because I was looking up. Um, what the pre-laser disc? <laughs> thing yeah, was. I'm trying to figure it out too, yeah, and so I'm was not having a lot. Question um, of the week? <laughs> yeah, question what of the week that? responses. <laughs> um, all right, uh, from Gregory, he says Facebook. This is what Jeremy uh, should try next as experience next, pop culturally or whatever. As we fill uh, the many
1: holes of his childhood.
0: Yes. yes. Uh, Gregory says Facebook. heart. Hard, that was a
1: hilarious joke.
0: Um, Missy says flowers in the attic, and then Whoa. I questioned her and I said book or movie, and she said book then movie.
3: <laughs> that book was <laughs> so upsetting. I think that's a really good, that's a great idea choice
0: read it so early I mean it was just I guess my sisters had it so I just was like "All right, I'm reading this now and it was so uh,
3: inappropriate for my
2: age whatever
3: the question
0: I have about this was this an everybody thing or was this a girl thing Bobby
2: did you read Flowers in the Attic or was it the naughty book that the girls passed around while the guys were looking at skin mags
1: so I that's a good question I'm trying to remember how I ended up upon it
2: Well, you were Uh, raised in a house of women.
1: Yeah, but it wouldn't have been.
2: Your grandma didn't have a copy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: So it must have been through. I I, I think I read it later. Like, I think I read it um, knowing what I was getting into. Mm. So
3: for me, it was that and Clan of the Cave Bear. Oh, yes. Those were those were the two biggies that were like oh this is not appropriate for my age. Yeah, it
2: was it was like preteen or early teen girls like yes, sort of yeah. furtively passing these books around.
0: Well, and I was listening to that and I was listening to um, you're wrong about and they were talking about Go Ask Alice and I also remember being very invested in that and it's all bullshit but being like you shouldn't do LSD. Look, this girl died. Spoiler alert. <laughs>
1: first and it's, still it's rise of brew now it's the <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah flowers in the attic is a good one. Oh god it's bizarre um, i don't know here. if i
3: want to read it again though i
0: know yeah, Ooh,
3: yeah. Ugh. i mean come uh, on like,
0: audiobook yeah you yeah. did it for verity you could do it i for do <laughs> yeah that's true if i could <laughs> listen to verity
3: i can listen to flowers in the attic
0: um, Carolyn says "Moodlining. lining. The whole series would be too much of a slog, uh, but maybe choose some off of this list. And then she links the series. was interesting as there were a few shows that, that were dramatic, funny, sexy, and featured mysteries. This was the show to watch when I was in high school. Plus a young and hungry Bruce Willis is worth a watch. Um, <laughs> and then she continues to say, and clarification needed. What t- time frame of media are we looking at? Roughly. Christy says the beginning of time to 2015 ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, as previously stated, my parents let me watch like all TV with them. And in fact, it was sort of required that I watch prime television with my parents. Um, luckily, we were in the central time zone. So it went from 7 to 10. And of course, I watched Moonlighting. I loved Moonlighting. I thought it was fantastic. Now, I don't know how it holds up now. But I don't think I, um, I've
3: ever seen it.
0: No, I, I, I haven't it. Been Either. New
3: for me too. I
2: have always felt like it was just a little bit before us. And so either that means that Hillary was watching it very young. I was. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I, I want to say maybe I was not living in the country when it was yeah. on, which that is why be. I would have had no sort of feeling for it.
0: I My memory of it is I, of course, thought um, Sybil Shepherd was very pretty. I didn't really care about Bruce Willis that much at the time. And Booger from... Revenge of the Nerds is in it. And I thought he was hilarious. So it was sort of like, oh, okay, it's fine. And it was funny enough. And, you know, it was the early Bruce Willis where he's sort of smirmy, but, you know, a little bit funny. I think he sings in some episodes. Oh, 1985
2: to
1: 1989.
2: Yeah, Yeah. we
0: didn't move back here until 89. So that's
1: why I missed it. It's funny you should mention Booger because I just saw somebody today and I, I was driving by this person and they were sitting at a picnic table and I was stopping at a light just long enough to look over and go, is that Curtis Armstrong? <laughs> and then I kept driving. And the thing is, one, I'm sure it wasn't. And two, why Curtis Armstrong is a name I knew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes those
0: things stick in your head. Just, no of all the people, reasoning. of, all the,
1: of yep. all the actors, booger.
0: I know. Um, okay, Anne Louise says, I had similar rules about not being able to watch most movies and TV shows. <laughs> Finally saw My Girl recently. It is not what the trailer would have you believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that movie. Because um, I, like, it came out like when I was probably about to get my period and she gets her period in there. So I like related to it, you know, all those like coming of age sort of things. And I don't know, I I... I, I like sociopathically didn't really cry at the end. I was like, whatever. I don't really care about this part. I probably would cry now, but at the <laughs> time I didn't really care. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't see it because I was just a little bit too old too to be old. Yeah. into yeah. Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He and Anna Klumski are like, you know, I think they were born in like 81 or something. I think so I was the a- perfect age. Yes. Well,
3: yeah, I was born in 81 I, I didn't cry, but I didn't cry at at little women either so i am a verified yeah, that's psycho right. you
2: are kind of stone hearted <laughs> oh as far as that goes yep, yep. can't believe you didn't cry at little women oh my god i didn't i cried I, at
3: believe me i'll never i'll, I'll never look that down i love
1: <laughs> macaulay Culkin's um, wikipedia page the primary picture is a picture of him from
3: 1991 <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a meth addict after that. so Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah.
0: He is, sometimes when I look at Rory, I'm like, you kind of look like Macaulay Culkin a little bit. He'll do the, during Christmas, he'll do the Kevin McCallister. <laughs> I'm like, do it, do it. Um, Lane says, I'm going to say The Cutting Edge, uh, but just because for one summer of my youth, I watched Dirty Dancing and The Cutting Edge one after the other practically every day. <laughs> oh my what? gosh. The Cutting Edge was one of my favorites. What oh, is it, it about The Cutting Edge? Because... <laughs>
2: It's not that good a movie, like <laughs> no. But no. every woman I know of a certain age age adores that movie, oh and God. I am one of them. I
0: would watch that movie right now. Well, it I- is
1: the ultimate love skate relationship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I so, like viscerally remember when it came out. I feel like I've talked about this before, and. It came out and so did Ladybugs, which is not a good movie also with Rodney Dangerfield and R.I.P. Oh, what's the kid? Jonathan Brandis. Um, and all of my friends wanted to go see Ladybugs and we had to see that and not the cutting edge, and I was so mad and I eventually saw the don't worry, I eventually saw the cutting edge many, 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 many times. Oh, but I was catastrophe pissed. avoided. I know. I was so uh, but yeah, I loved it. All right. There loved was it, a horse movie in that same
3: vein I think it was Wild Hearts yes where she dies where yeah. she dies the horse, horse diving, diving. Yeah. yeah so this was
0: a this was a so Cutting Edge and this were two like sleepover mainstays totally totally Oh, the Cutting Edge is so good it's so crappy like I saw it recently and I'm like this is not a good movie and not, I like, don't think could. I want to rewatch <laughs> it they good. cut it they cut away so many times that you're like, it's not even anywhere believable that it's them. I mean, I know it's not. Them, you don't know like, that when you're 10, though. No, you don't. Guys. No. And it's You don't think Prime that Moira video. Kelly could actually do all those?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can stream it on Prime Video. We have not done a Tishy Movie watch along since the shitty Christmas
0: movie. I think that's a good one. I think we might. Jeremy has to come. Yeah.
1: Make Jeremy do it with us. Yes. That's a good one. <gasps> Let's do it.
0: Show planning this is going to ruin show. my childhood. <laughs> no, no. Wait. Meredith, the,
2: listen. When I rewatched it, I fully realized it was terrible, and I
0: still loved it. Okay, oh, okay. totally. The what is it called? Pamchenko or whatever. The Pamchenko. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. What's the um, What's the name of the male actor? What's his name? Oh, why can't I remember it?
2: Um. It. it no, it's not DB
0: Sweeney. I always get them mixed up. Isn't um, it DB Sweeney? I it think is it is. Is it DB Sweeney? No, it is DB Sweeney. Because I always get confused when they talk about who's the guy that always like fl- he like flew a plane and disappeared or whatever. Um, DB Cooper. I'm like, I get oh. those. <laughs> <laughs> D. Sweeney, I think yeah. of those two in my head.
3: Yeah, it is DB Sweeney.
4: Yeah.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, the stars of the early '90s. He was so cute.
4: <laughs> I'm looking was-
3: at the Wikipedia. Kate and Doug's icy rapport begins to thaw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get it? It's, it's a skating movie. It's amazing that this was, like, in the theaters. You would think that this would be, you know, there's not really a big star in it or anything. Uh, I don't even think her dad is a big star. Um, but, yeah, it was very popular amongst the Her dad? Isn't crowd. her dad Terry O'Quinn? Oh, you're right. He is. But, like, yeah. well, it's not like it's but like, he's, he's, you know... Hmm. And, like, back then, I don't know. I, it's just, as, like, I think now it would be a TV movie or something. It would, be, it would just be but on like Netflix But, like, Moira Kelly
3: isn't, like, a household mm-hmm. name no. necessarily. She was
0: written off the West Wing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, she and was She was very annoying. Yeah, she was annoying. She was super annoying.
0: <laughs> and then she was on um, One Tree Hill, so she's just fine. I'm not worried about her. Um, okay, Amanda says, The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's a good you, one. You know, these three movies, the three, I think, you know, 16 Candles, Pretty and Pink, The Breakfast Club have problems, but for sure. But you kind of need to have a base of them. You need to watch them at least once. And then, and you can also, like, you know, obviously, 16 Candles is like a yikes, yikes, yikes. There's a lot of bad stuff in there. But um, I don't know. I just feel like to, you have to have that, that. Those are the teen movies. I mm-hmm. didn't see The Breakfast Club until I was in college. So I feel like it doesn't quite
2: have the same kind of hold on me that it does yeah. for a lot of people our age or a little bit older, I think, yeah. than us. We would be at the very mm-hmm. tail end. I think I was a bit too young. I
3: didn't see it until much later, too. Yeah. The
0: Breakfast Club of the three of those was the one I found the most boring because I, it's just a lot of them talking and, you know, like sitting around in a circle talking. <laughs> it's and it's like, a character <laughs> study. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. and I wasn't in high school. So I was like, I don't really get this. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on with all these people? Whereas... Obviously, Sixteen Candles is a romance, and there's hijinks. And then Pretty in Pink is like, you know, what all... It's like the nerd and the popular guy get together. And James Spader is fantastic in it.
2: I would think that, Hillary, that your sisters would be like dead in the bullseye for those movies.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they were like the perfect age for all of those movies. I mean, I think that's why I watched it so many times. Cause it was just, it wasn't even slumber party. I mean, it was slumber party, but it was also just like on at home all the time. So breakfast
1: club was what year? 85, I think. Okay. Cause I think for some reason, I mean, breakfast club, I did see when I was probably too young to see it. Ferris wheeler's day off was always the Yeah, sort that's of, 86. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's more, I mean, it's like, it's more, they're having fun times you know, with all the stuff. And Paris, day off. I loved until they got back to Cameron's house. And then I was like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah, it's, it's stressing depressing. me out. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then of course,
1: b- being the younger person here, mm-hmm. A- empire records was my, one of my coming of age movies. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yes. And yeah. We never ended up watching it when the t road trip didn't go to Delaware or did go to Delaware. I don't remember if we went to Delaware. I think
0: we did. We so. did, but we must you know. have. I think
1: we got too wrapped up in DC movies too. Uh, yeah. I'm in Delaware. Just um, do a fucking Delaware stuff. <laughs> we'll do all the uh, great movies of Delaware. That was a boy. favorite
3: of my sister, and she was born in 84. A little yeah, closer to you. I
0: yeah, I agree. Empire Records was a little bit, like, I probably, I love Liv Tyler, so I don't know why I didn't watch it as much, but that was right. not one that I watched all the time. And I don't, I don't think that the main guy was that cute, because he was, he had that hair that I didn't
1: really like very much, the butt cut boy mm, hair.
0: hmm this is not my style. I,
1: know, um, I gotta warn you: the rest of the Delaware movies, it's looking a little thin. Really, <laughs> really? That surprises mm. me. <laughs> Every corporation is based there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Movies want to yeah. film there. Huh? Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, a lot of Wilmington, Delaware, just like my fake ID. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, and finally, John says 1970s horror movies, like maybe Halloween or Jaws. Jaws would be a Jaws. That's a good cool. Yeah, it's yeah. 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 the season. Yeah, I'm going to Cape Cod. Uh,
3: maybe we should do that around Halloween. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I if we do Jaws, that's fine. But if we do any of the slash movies,
0: I'm out. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm a scaredy cat. Can't, I've never actually
3: can't. seen Jaws either, so that would be a
1: new one for Ooh. me. Too, really? mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we Jaws should is... do that
0: around Labor Day. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh yeah. Jaws
1: two straight mind fuck. <laughs> Jaws one great movie.
3: I enjoy swimming, so I just never really wanted to ruin
0: that. Sure, sure.
1: Eh, you would be fine. Uh,
0: well, thank you for your submissions. We are taking them into consideration. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and continue to send them. We, we yes. will log them appropriately. Yeah,
1: it's going to take years of effort to deprogram Jeremy. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we need
3: a lot of suggestions. So every time we do this, this that will be the question. So you can give them to, an, give, give them to us now or save them for later. Uh, Medium talk this week, you guys, is our our dreams, <laughs> our failed dreams from when we were kids. Our dreams um, and dreams. Yeah. So we were brainstorming what we wanted to talk about, and Gregory came up with, what do I want to be when I grow up? And we thought that was a great idea. Um, so I guess we may as well just start left to right, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. And what do you want to be when you grow up?
2: Well, there was a brief period when I was five when I wanted to be a lawyer. I don't think I actually knew what a lawyer was or what a lawyer did. (laughs) But for some
0: reason. Sounds good. Okay. I'm I'm going to tell you why I I think some people wanted to be a lawyer. And I'm not attributing this to you. This is just what I – because in the life game – the two highest paid ones were lawyer and doctor. And yes. I, didn't, no, I didn't want to be a doctor. And I remember a lawyer made $50,000. And I was like, that's what I want doctors to Doctors make $50,000, too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and teachers only made twenty five. Yeah, so, I was like, fuck that.
1: Good teachers Lord. wish they made half a doctor's salary. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Yeah, so I remember being in kindergarten and giving that as my answer for what I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, And my mother is still convinced that I should have, could have been a lawyer as I was casting about trying to figure out my path in life. She said that I should go to law school. And I was like, but I don't want to be a lawyer. And she said, oh, but you know, you don't have to be a trial lawyer or anything like on TV. You could be a research lawyer. You love research. And I said, no, I don't love research. You love research. Stop projecting. (laughs) And that's, I think, as far as I ever got with the law profess- profession. And I I don't know. I want to say that I never really had any real hopes or dreams. Like, I didn't get out of bed with a goal or an ambition in my life. E- like, the things that I would have wanted to do, like be a singer or be an actor or whatever, I knew even from a young age that those were not realistic goals. So I did not set them. Uh, I am always, always have been too practical for that sort of thing. And I admire people who are impractical enough to follow their dreams. My brother, Carl being one of them wanted to be an artist and um, be an animator from the time he could pick up a pencil. He was drawing superheroes and um, Ninja Turtles and Transformers and all of that stuff. And he spent years um drawing caricatures at the Mall of America and <laughs> other amusement parks and rejections and being unemployed mm. and taking side gigs and my mom did insist it's probably a good move on her part that he get a job in graphic design just so that he would have something yep. a little more stable. Yeah. Um but he just never gave up on that dream. And he has started work on the new, upcoming, buzzed about, um, like, reimagined Batman animated series that's going to, that's being, like, run by all the Batman greats. So cool. Yeah. So, like, he literally achieved his dream. And I'm so proud of him and so amazed because I would not have had I think the drive and the need to do that. That being said, if I'm going to look at like what my wildest fantasies would have been, I would like to be an astronaut. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Which is why I really do need to go to space camp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we've talked about like mission to Mars and would you go on the one way mission to Mars? And I said, hell yes. I would, I have absolutely no problem with, I would have loved to be an astronaut, but it was one of those things where, um, it's pretty hard, I guess, to become an astronaut. Gotta have a PhD. Gotta have a PhD, or you have to go the military track and be a pilot.
1: Mm -hmm. When ladies are astronauts, do they spell it with an extra T and then an E at the end? (laughs) Like, is an astronaut.
2: (laughs) Astronauts. a cute astronaut yes I always knew that well I was never military-minded and anyway I could never be a pilot because I have really bad eyesight uh and I just like then then when I um had established that was this was an impractical idea then I just abandoned all of it like um I would have loved to major in astronomy but like what do you do yeah with the like you teach yeah, yeah you you, teach. you get you get your phd and you mm-hmm. teach or or you don't get your phd and you become a high school science teacher which Research. nothing wrong with that but <laughs> nope i could not hack that uh or you take that phd and you go study out at the observatories or you know, get a postdoctoral fellowship or something.
0: You're like Jodie Foster in Contact, right? I'm not going to say
2: that did not just flash into my
4: mind. <laughs> of course, big it's radio good.
2: telescope. Yes, going to New Mexico. Yep, and astronomy has a lot of math in it, so I guess that would have been a good thing for me. But I never um, considered it seriously, you even could though have math I took that. I know <laughs> I took two semesters of astronomy in college as my science. Um, class cuz I didn't want to take chemistry or yeah, any yeah, of it, or physics. Oh god. But it was super fun to take astronomy and I don't know why I never thought about it seriously except that there's really not much of a career progression on that. So Yeah. Yeah. That's my disappointing story about mm-hmm. what I <laughs> wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah, this show's going to be a bummer. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well,
3: um, Bobby, what was your unrealized dream?
1: Well, from my earliest age, and I have documented proof of this, because if you go back, um, there's one of those uh, books that parents buy with the pocket for every grade level in it and the little cutouts to put in the class picture. Oh, so cute. And. And Mm -hmm. the little lines where you fill out, like, you interview the child and you ask a few questions and you write it in. One of those exists somewhere where two-thirds of it is empty. (laughs) (laughs) I know because I've seen it. But kindergarten was done. So, like, the book was probably purchased when I was in kindergarten. And so we got off to a good start. And one of the questions was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I wanted to be a writer. Very Mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. Want to be a writer. Always wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a writer from my from my youngest days because my grandmother was not a writer, but wanted to be a writer. And so put all of that on me and in, encouraged me to write. And she wrote... A lot of projection, you know, I think. I, yes. Yeah. 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 My grandmother also thought I was going to be the first Episcopal priest to be president of the United States. Right. So, <laughs> right
5: there's a <laughs>
2: lot going on she's, she's filling out her dance card pretty quick <laughs> there
1: some for some reason i never wanted to be the priest or the president but i wanted to be a writer and i always uh assumed that that would you know i grooved that into journalism as time went on because i realized i have no interest or ability to write fiction and long form non-fiction you know i'm not going to sit and write uh like a long nonfiction book on something. So, that was journalism, straight through middle school. Uh, you know, I did not make the staff of my middle school newspaper, the Brian Eye of Spry, what? Spry Middle School. Uh, I don't remember why I didn't make the middle school staff, but I was complaining about it one day to a friend of mine, a friend of mine whose mother ran the high school newspaper. She was an English teacher. And she heard me complaining about it. And so she made sure I got the high school newspaper when I got there. Um, And then I was the editor of my high school newspaper. I just always assumed my entire childhood from very early on, I just assumed I would become a journalist. Uh, And I was very much on that track until I enjoyed music in high school, got to college and sort of wandered around aimlessly for a couple of years, was the editor of my college newspaper. I mean, this continued for me for many years uh, and then I interned at the Buffalo News in two thousand and seven, and at the end of my six month extended internship, where they kept me after the summer because they were so short staffed that they needed the help, the union came in and said he 's worked six months; he cannot work any longer unless you offer him a job, and they were in a hiring freeze, and so uh, they didn 't offer me a job um, i 'll never forget my last night because it was my birthday oh in two thousand and eight january two thousand and eight and um I came in and we had a big party in the newsroom. That was my birthday slash goodbye party. Cause I couldn't work anymore. Yikes. And that was when I basically realized that, that that just, that was the end of that track for me because I had no desire to go to some shitty newspaper in the middle of nowhere. And if you're listening in the middle of the country somewhere and you've got a weekly newspaper where your reporter is also the editor and doing the design and taking pictures and <laughs> selling ads, those are the people who were calling me as I was in college asking if I wanted to go work at those papers. I used to get headhunted for those jobs because I was the editor of a college paper and it was like, come live in I Fort Wayne's too big. So like I'm trying Ames? to think of an example that's even smaller. Right. Yeah. yeah. And make $22,000 a year to just basically run a small newspaper. And I was like, no, no, thank you. Mm. Um, but up through all of that, I just assumed I would be, a journalist i i always wanted to be a writer and that's just where it went from there um i think all of those skills have served me well sure i'm glad that i studied journalism but uh yeah i mean the copy editing desk that i worked on as an intern no longer exists at that paper because they just don't do copy editing anymore oh god like so it's sort of depressing just, yeah like i was just uh, like it's any shock that i was born 40 years too late Right <laughs> okay. You need First. an
0: expense account, you need yeah,
1: I, uh, I want to be an old an old hard boiled newspaper man, right, yeah, like I'd be totally. uh filing over the phone and then smoking a cigar, and yeah, I wanna Martín be berench and a river runs through it, yes, who you wanna be yes, a small town alcoholic. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yes, I wasn't thinking about that part of it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was that was the dream. I mean, like I, I watched um, All the President's Men and was just like, yeah, give me that whole aesthetic. Give me mm-hmm. that newsroom with the loud typewriters in the background the whole time. Uh, that, But that was like just very one track, never firefighter, never doctor, never lawyer, never, never mailman or. Any of those like very distinct professions that you latch onto as a kid, just writer straight through. Yeah. If you had been a
2: novelist, would you have been J.D. Salinger or would you have been Ernest Hemingway?
1: Oh, probably Hemingway. <laughs> I would have been a drunk misogynist. Actually, it's sort of a <laughs> trick question. But uh, I, I adored Hemingway. I mean, I. I I I went through my Hemingway phase the way a lot of guys in their 20s go through their Bukowski phase. Ugh. Right? Exactly. <laughs> that that reaction. And now I recognize, you know, just how flawed of a human Hemingway was, but Yeah. But my I parents... mean, I still cherish some of those paperbacks.
2: Yeah, my parents had his paperbacks, so yeah. you, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I got around to reading anything that i could out of desperation i mean not that i was just de- so desperate that i had to read hemingway oh my god but i was probably a little bit younger than i should yeah. have been to understand what hemingway was doing so i remember them being very readable books totally yeah, I probably reread them now uh
1: i remember I hating all the characters if i had a daughter <laughs> i would i would name her brett ashley from the sun also rises oh right so, yeah,
3: yeah
1: yeah but then i realized i shouldn't have kids <laughs> <laughs> so. boy, oh boy, uh so that was me that was my childhood and in some ways i mean i still am i mean i i turn out copy and concert descriptions and press releases and email blasts and you know my You're whole a life very is... good writer i have you to say sure. yeah yeah I, I appreciate that i i think that i could still get better i mean i had the luxury of teaching writing for a couple of semesters in in college and so i felt like i had to hone some of that stuff to model examples so i enjoy it a lot but i'm i'm glad i'm not in the newspaper world because the quality of life is just so shitty yeah especially now with with unpredictable news cycles like yeah you're just never not working in that business and
2: yeah yeah. and the the um hostility towards journalists the unaccountable hostility Yeah. yeah Uh, that has the infested, the people as yes. we all know large swaths
1: of this country. Good God! Yes. So much for the Fourth Estate. Yeah, seriously. Yep. Uh, Meredith, you're next.
3: I'm next. Um, okay, so for most of my childhood, I wanted to be a doctor. Um, maybe a little stereotypical, but I was always the science kid. Um, for some reason, that that kind of I don't know. I was I was interested in science, but like. I got the kind of reputation as being the kid who was interested in science. And so that means doctor when you're like five. Right. Sure. Um, And also my mother was a nurse and she discouraged me from being a nurse because nurses are overworked and underpaid and underappreciated. Um, And this was her opinion in the mid eighties. And I'm, it is still her opinion now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) as a recently retired nurse. Um, She worked in hospice when I was really young, and then she worked in adolescent psychiatric medicine for the rest of her career until very recently. So, yeah, she worked with, um, you know, depressed and psychotic children, uh, which takes a... A a specific kind of person um, to
2: have to have the stomach to work with kids like that. I think really Um, to work with kids in medicine in general. Because I had a roommate who was a nursing student who would talk about how all the other students were like, "I want to be a pediatric nurse so I can work with children." And she's like, "No, because you'd be working with sick children and sick children and
3: their parents. You have to. It's like when people think they're going to be a vet because they love animals. Uh, That's what what was my very."
0: people that was my very first thing i was like i want to be a vet because i like dogs and then i was like oh wait (laughs) it's so much about do you love euthanizing dogs
3: (laughs) no right well and so my mom worked at something called in grand rapids michigan called child haven which was a child like rescue situation it was a crisis center and so she worked with kids who like they would get dropped off at the front door and abandoned and they would have two garbage bags full of like Maggot infested or roach Ugh. infested clothing, and Girl. they would, you know. So it was just like one tragedy after another, and she spent her entire career working with tragic children. That's amazing, frankly. Yeah, it really is, it is. and but she's so, she's so good at it. She's so good at it. She's so good at like whipping kids into shape. Like just you, you sit with her in a room for five minutes, and you're like, okay, this lady doesn't take any crap from anybody. Um, so she had the exact right attitude to deal with that but and i was very inspired by that and i was i was impressed by it um and i remember very very early on asking her medical questions and being super interested in in the answers because it it felt like kind of like forbidden not forbidden but like secret knowledge a little bit mm-hmm. you know it's like she knows stuff that not everybody knows and i was really really enthralled by that and i i I liked the idea of being the person who had the answers Um, and i think that's kind of what led me into what i'm doing now because i do have some answers um and that's kind of the pursuit like that's the pursuit i'm in is 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 answers um specifically in medicine but so i so i i was I don't know until like maybe junior or senior year of high school, I was thinking I wanted to be a physician and we watched, I remember very clearly in my, um, junior year of high school, we watched a documentary about physicians and about training and medical students. And it's just made it seem like a full on nightmare, <laughs> the whole process of medical school and residency It just seemed awful. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. And this was about the same time where I was starting to realize that I was going to have to deal with paying for my education myself. Nobody was going to do that for me. I was not going to get any help from my parents or my grandparents. And so I just didn't see a path forward for that. And my mom was telling me not to be a nurse. So I was thinking, okay, there's kind of a middle ground, which is a physician assistant. Um, and that is a master's degree. You prescribe medicine, you see patients, but you don't have to go to medical school and you have a little bit more clout than a nurse. So that was kind of my thought for most of college. And I did my bachelor's in health science, which was pre-med. And then I took, I took the MCAT just to see how I did. And I did pretty well. But I didn't really actually want to go to medical school. So I, I applied to physician assistant programs, and I got accepted. And then I did a job shadow my senior year of college with a physician assistant in the emergency room at the hospital where I worked in Grand Rapids, which was Spectrum Health. And I realized very quickly, this is not for me. <laughs> like, this is terrible. This is a nightmare. Um, I'm very uncomfortable with this. Like it it gave me it was a pretty huge existential crisis because I had spent my whole life thinking this is what I wanted to do and then to realize that I hated it.
2: <laughs> Better early was, than late, I guess.
3: Well, right. It was kind of it was it was very upsetting, but it was also like, okay, I have time to pivot. Um so I did I finished out that semester, I finished the job shadow and it was a it was my senior project. So I wrote up cases um and investigated the pathology and the the physiology of the 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 people that we saw um and I would write up an interesting case each week. So it was a very good senior project if I do say so myself, but it was not what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I'm glad that I realized that um before I uh went to PA school. So I ended up taking 2 years off between undergrad and grad school kind of like panicking not knowing what I wanted to do so I just worked for a couple of years and then when this biostats um program started at at the university where I graduated from I was like you know what that seems like actually a pretty good compromise because I did well in my stats class I was never much of a math person but the the stats um always clicked with me, and I liked research. I took a a research class in my undergrad program, and I really liked it. So it was like, okay, you know what, this actually makes sense. And that's kind of how I turned into what I'm doing now. Um, So I ended up going to a master's program for biostatistics, and that's what i do now and that's i mean it's a very narrow path i don't really have any other options than being a biostatistician mm-hmm. <laughs> but luckily the job prospects for me are very good so it it kind of worked out but it's very different from where i thought i was going to be when i was five
0: well you got there
3: i
2: did yeah. And you know what? We're all stable adults. You can pay our bills. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I, I do
3: like that I'm working in medicine and I'm contributing to, you know, to public health in general, but I yeah. don't have to work with de- patients. Deal with directly. the public. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm much more comfortable behind a computer screen and I get to work from home. So it's, it, it's great. Win-win. I like yes. what you
2: said about um, being in search of a job that would help you find the answers. Because, like, I don't think of it in the same way for myself, but... Um I like finding patterns, which is maybe the same thing. Yes. Just phrased differently, but mm-hmm. I really do like uh taking this set of who knows what and um taffy pulling it one way and then the other and then finding the meaning in that. I think that's really cool.
3: Yeah, that's what statistics is. I mean, it's really just it's patterns, but you have to meld it with the subject matter right Mm -hmm. so in my in my instance it's usually clinical significance does this matter to a physician or a whatever um and here are the patterns that we're seeing if it if they aren't clinically relevant then it doesn't really mean anything Mm -hmm. so it's kind of an interesting marriage of those two disciplines and i really enjoy that
0: all right that's that's my whole path hillary what do you guys Come on! What did you think I wanted to be? A star, just, a star. Uh, yes, basically, yes, that's what I wanted <laughs> to be. Now, okay, I, as we have Sorry talked about for stealing your glory, <laughs> I know. I I obviously grew up in the '80s for the most part, and there was not like a YouTube kind of thing, so oh I really—God, you would have been a YouTuber. I oh, 100% <laughs> would have. Bleh. Oh, um, but you would have been I, so, so I just, good
1: if <laughs> been only there white, was YouTube. Bridget watches. <laughs> When you're untangling her hair. <laughs> exactly. Can
0: you
3: imagine like now if we had the YouTubes of Hillary when she was 10?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I would have cringed. Oh. Um, no, I, I, so because there was not really an avenue, I just said I wanted to be an actress. And I think if people just told me, oh, you, you want to be an actress, right? And I'm like, yeah, of course, that's what I want to be. I want to be an actress. I was a, not a good actor at all. I'm not a good actor. Not at all. Um, so I, you know, I was the president of my thespians club, but I knew that that was not like when I got to college, I was like, this is not something I'm going to do. And also I knew being an actress was largely dependent on looks and I don't think I'm like an ugly person or anything, but and it's not, it j- I just knew that was going to be like a heartbreaker kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. I want, and I didn't want, I didn't want to have like the Katherine Heigl and knocked up scenario constantly like we need you to go home step on the scale
3: <laughs> I feel like even people who are naturally like so gorgeous need to do like a million uh, different things to change the way that they look when in I, order to be acceptable looking when
0: when I lived in LA my roommate Chelsea used to call it the Hollywood car wash it's like you get you get there and they're like oh you're pretty okay what you need is you need a nose job a chin job Teeth, um, fix your teeth your teeth and lose 20 pounds right Even if you're thin you have to lose 20 pounds mm-hmm. like that is just a, like you, you have to and if you look at before and after pictures of just like pick a random starlet you're like oh my god they look not totally different they still look like themselves but just say but you can see yeah. what money can do yes. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah they all got
0: their teeth
1: capped and yeah the trick is to eat a cheesecake right before you go in <laughs> so that the first 10 <laughs> of those pounds is really easy it's easy to lose
0: <laughs> totally so I think early on, I was like, you know, this is just not going to be the path that I, that I really am going to take. Um, and then in college, I, okay, this is the thing, I, and I, when you were talking about how there are people who just know what they want to do, and this is, they're, they're going to stick to it, this is what they want, my problem was like, like I always say, I'm really good at parties, because I know about two things about every subject, not every subject, but I can like converse with a lot of people, but I'm not... A, an expert in any of them. So I just, I was, I felt like I was never focused enough to have like, this is what I want to be. This is my passion. And this is what I want to go forth and do. There was not really anything. And at some points I think I wanted to be a film critic. Like I interned for the ABC affiliate um, in Dallas, i i I just like watched movies like I didn't really do anything. It was awesome, but I watched like Magnolia for free i that was the summer <laughs> Magnolia came out. I'm laughing um, because I just
2: thought back to your review of the rise of Groove. It was okay, it was <laughs> fine, whatever
0: <laughs> uh yeah, it was not the next pauline kale unfortunately um you know, then I feel like I'm so like schizophrenic then i was a political science major because i i am interested in politics i probably honestly at the end of the day should have been a history major not that anything comes from that but that's more of my focus
1: yeah lots of um, lots of career prospects for historians
0: yeah, yeah. oh totally. i feel like
3: political science is kind of up your alley yeah. though It is. you except, would have been great in washington
2: as like an aide to somebody oh
3: yeah well
0: and so in college i went I had did two internships. One was for the Shelby County Republican Party. Oops. Because um, it was the only one that was left. I was like, fine, I'll take it. I, I think I've said this, but the only reason why I liked it is that they let you smoke inside. Like I was like working and typing things up and smoking. I was like, this is
1: great. Whatever makes it, actually it tolerable. In- encouraged it there, didn't they? <laughs>
0: oh, totally. Um, and then I interned for this congressman who is, was like the sort of this sounds terrible because it's extremely racist, but he was like the Obama before Obama. He was this young black guy named Harold Ford Jr. Who I think sometimes is on like MSNBC. He's from, he's from Memphis, but he went to Michigan and he's kind of does anyway. He's like a young black guy. Everybody thought he was like this new hope. And this is who we're going to, you know, put our chips behind. And I interned out his office and he was almost never there. Like never there. Cause he was in Washington. He wasn't in Memphis. Um, and I, It just left such a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, it was, you know, and that's just politics. I think it's just like, even if it's on the good side, it just feels kind of gross at the end of the day. So fuck, I graduated college and I had not really any idea of what I wanted to do. I think I thought Bobby sort of similarly to you. i I think I, I had also interned at good morning, Texas, which was the morning show at, and, um,
1: I could definitely see you as the morning co-host of something called good morning. <laughs> oh, <Texas>. Yes. <laughs> you might need a um, perm.
0: I <laughs> know. Well, yeah. Um, and I, so I, when I, I told my mom, oh, well, maybe I'll work on a morning show again or do something in the news. And she said to me, I think you either need to choose going to a really small town, like, you know, Tyler, Texas or something like that. Yep. Um, or you can go, like, you're you're planning to go to San Francisco, that's fine, but, like, you might not be able to just, you know, get your way in there. And I, I couldn't, so then became my illustrious retail career. Um, and then it was, you know, it, I think what happens is you kind of have these ideas, but the problem is a lot of them that we're talking about, it takes, not that my parents weren't very supportive, they were, they were fantastic, but... A lot of times in those careers, it takes parents that were willing to fund you or just a lot of luck mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit more hard work than I was willing to do. Meaning I would have to have a job working retailer, being a waitress or whatever, and then also doing something else, you know, hustling, doing internships and all that and getting my face out there. And I just like, I wasn't that important to me. Like that I was like, so it, hard. I, it does. And I just didn't really want to do that. And at some point you just got to pay the bills, you know, you got to figure out a way to pay the bills. So you just kind of figure it out. And then that's where you are. And now, you know, my job now, it's not like, Oh, this is my dream job. But, you know, you get to the point where you're like, I'm really good at this. It's not that hard. I mean, sometimes it can be hard, but it's not that hard for me. And I can kind of like make the money I want to make and come home at the end of the day. And it's like, you know I can live a happy life that way and it's it's sort of this evolving thing like you know doing Tishi or whatever is something that sparks my creativity sometimes but you know my job is my job is my job and it's not my dream job but it also means that I can kind of leave it be when I'm done and I and that's that's good for me right now
3: I think that's sometimes like the best possible situation we don't need to always get all of our fulfillment from work work is Mm a means to an end Mm -hmm. A lot of the time. And if you have your fulfillment outside of work, who
0: cares what your cares? job is? <laughs> who cares? Work is and where work you with... make the money so that you can do the stuff. Yes, exactly. And I know a lot of people that I work with that get a lot of their derive a lot of their, I don't know, um, pride Ooh. in their, you know, yeah. yeah. Meaning of their life from the, their job. And I just, I don't know. It's so up and down that I, I can't, I just can't do that. That would be boring to me. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I liked what you said about.
2: Well, you said it before about being good at a party because you know two facts about anything, but <laughs> yeah. not real in depth about anything. But I feel exactly the same way. Like in, in school, I was pretty good at everything. Yeah, you yeah. know, not to brag, but um, but it doesn't it doesn't lead you down a
0: pathway. Yeah. No, it and, exactly. you know it,
2: there are no encouragements. Like we're all being prodded towards what we're successful at for the most part. And I was just kind of like a minus at everything, so mm-hmm. there's no incentive to get passionate about anything.
0: Yep, except I music. Really? Yeah.
3: yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was always really good in English and humanities, but like, what does that mean? How do you pivot that into a career? I right. couldn't really ever figure that out. Yeah, it's and a science struggle. was more interesting to me. So,
2: Well, funnily enough, when I was a freshman in college, I told my parents, my mom's going to love this story, I told my parents that I decided I wanted to be an English major because I loved literature and I loved those classes and books and all that. And their response uh, was, oh, Ann, be practical. What are you going to do with an English degree? Teach. (laughs) You need to pick a more practical major. And so uh, I went away and thought about it, and then I had two math professors independently of each other in a short span of time and said you know you should really consider being a math major and I said fine I will also be a math major mom and dad so there (laughs) you showed them (laughs) and that's why I majored in
3: math (laughs) see I had a father who was a graphic designer and a stepfather who was a historian history PhD student like they were not like trying to push me in any direction whatsoever or tell me that what I wanted to do wasn't practical so it was kind of up to me to be like does this make sense because yeah. nobody was telling me that it didn't yeah
0: yeah my parents were very art and I still think they are very much like colleges for um you know it's very a liberal arts idea it's of like, a college yeah where you're like oh, you're just learning yeah it's um, you're
2: exploring and studying and it's more like your brain is growing yes as opposed yes. to your gathering knowledge developing like yeah skill. you're developing mm. an understanding
0: of the world at college yes. well that's yes. nice if that allowed you oh right, I well. mean I mean I guess yeah I know that's the thing I think about it with the kids where I'm like do I push them to go you know to well, if they could get into UT, I would be like, that's where you're fucking going. I, that's where you're going. But, you know, do I push them to more of a career-oriented kind of deal or, you know, allow them to explore? It depends on how much is in their 529s at the end of the day, I guess, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it, I, I think that you could have a sort of a reasonable
2: debate once upon a time about whether college was for preparing for a career or exploring your passion. But given the costs of education yeah. now... That's outrageous. not something that you can't debate anymore because to spend X hundred thousand dollars ish mm. to explore the world and your passion is foolishness. Yep.
3: I took a lot of psych classes I didn't need because I did a psych minor um, for no reason. And in retrospect, like why, <laughs> why did I do that? Because you were interested. Good thing my yeah. student loans got forgiven. <laughs> two years of
1: music theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An elective on the music of John Cage. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Well, how well, much listen, did that cost you? I ended up with two majors and two minors.
2: Damn, <laughs> so. <Anna> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ever the overachiever. Well, and it wasn't like I was going for something. It was more like I fell into it one step at a time. And before I knew, there I was. And I was just too stubborn to ever put anything down. Like I couldn't quit anything. So I just gathered more and more. And I was like, I will make this work. (laughs) That's why I have a minor in communications studies.
1: Uh, All right. Next week, college is a scam. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh Lord, it is. Loved it, but it is.
0: All right. So I guess question of the week time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What we did you want dis- to be? Yeah, we didn't discuss this beforehand, so I just wrote yeah. this down. Well, I hope. Yeah,
3: this I think okay. it's pretty. I think it's pretty natural. What What do you want to be when you grow up? If you haven't already,
0: <laughs> I'd still like searching. I I'm, at yeah. some
3: point I'll discover it. I feel like I don't want to think about it anymore, so I'm pretty much settled on that. Yeah,
2: bit. I sort of feel like my promise is dwindling, so <laughs> I've become more satisfied with what I'm doing. I'm yeah. not going back to school. We're nope. settled.
1: <laughs> Our drains are filling slowly. Yep.
2: <laughs> and now that, frankly, I'm making a livable wage, I yeah. don't think about it so much anymore.
0: Yeah, yes, I agree. don't either. agree. Except one days where I'm working really hard on something that I'm
1: like, this is so fucking stupid. Why am I working so hard on this?
0: Those are the only days that I... I think we all have
1: those. Mine's you know. only a little funny because I know I won't be in my specific job forever. Like, I know I'm not leaving anytime soon, but I also just know that my job is not a forever, forever job. Like, sure. either I need it's to probably eventually... just the nature of your career, Get right? promoted or... Yeah, and, and funny, it's the kind of career I was trying to avoid... When I didn't want to move to Bumblefuck, Illinois for two years, and then to the next small town. The Bumblefuck next small town. is very lovely in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about TV news a few minutes ago. Hillary, you know, Albany is a small market, and so are a- they hiring every <laughs> well, like every couple of months. There's, you know, some wave of oh, so and so from Channel Six is. Leaving to go to a larger yeah. station, or yeah, it's the minor league, or more often, so and so from our stations leaving to go work in PR somewhere, yeah, or oh, you know, yeah. or marketing because it's just you know the the cost, the, the wage you need to live. It's so lucrative to finally just give up and go do a communications <sighs> right. job somewhere.
0: Working in PR sounds like uh, exhausting to me. I
1: I applied for jobs in marketing agencies uh, at various points. Uh, especially when we moved to Buffalo and I was trying to figure out what my transition to Buffalo was going to be before the pandemic destroyed all of that. And I sincerely thought one of my next stops would be to work for a marketing agency yeah. and just do copywriting or do client relationship, just, you know, go Don Draper it basically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I'm sure you'd be good at that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I would be great at it. And then I would be so mad at myself as a, you know, <laughs> Yeah. it's like yeah i want to work in marketing but i only want to work with the the nonprofit the good ones the good ones yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no. meanwhile you're like on good a luck.
0: call with me talking about like a, a building that's breaking ground soon that's what you're talking about right it's
1: like how do we how do we explain this two month delay because we're trying to dodge environmental concerns or yeah. something? <laughs> yep. Shit. All right.
2: But, <laughs> but going back to how you were born in the wrong time and your appreciation for newsrooms of the sixties and seventies, think about those three martini lunches. Oh yeah. That you could participate in.
1: Oh, uh, those first few seasons of Mad Men were just, just, uh, you know, scenery porn for me.
3: <laughs> that sounds Full on awful to me, like being drunk in the middle of a
1: work day. First of all, you're a woman. So of course that era sounds terrible to you. Well, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a straight white guy. I would have thrived in that era.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, Meredith, they went for lunch at noon and came back at 2.30, worked for 45 minutes, and left.
3: Yeah.
4: So it wouldn't
2: matter that they were drunk in the
3: middle of the day. I still don't think I could sustain that for very long. I've done
1: it a couple <laughs> of times. It's been a long time since I've had a three-drink lunch, and I don't think I could do it anymore. Ugh. I could have a two-drink lunch. In fact, tomorrow I'm probably going to, so
0: I'll see. <laughs> I would just have to go home and go to sleep. I well, don't know. Uh, yeah,
3: I guess if I had a wife at home cooking me dinner and shit, like okay, fine,
1: why not? You would probably go to the club after work and, yeah, like have see some your mistress and mm-hmm. read the newspaper. Whole, whole conversation for another episode about how, um, Ford Orange Club, which is the local club, uh, I missed the cutoff to get in at the young people's price. I should have, no. I should have oh, tried to no. get in when I was still 35, and so now I'm. Yeah, yeah, we
3: used to be petroleum club young people.
1: Oh Ooh, god, that's so, that so
0: terrible. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you got uh, to go to the oil
3: ball. I sure did. Yep. The oilman's ball, as Mike called it for no reason. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyway.
0: Yeah. What do you want to be? What do you want to be when you yeah, grow up? Tell us. Question of the week.
1: Do you to You want to be, be a member of the petroleum club?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Say no. <laughs> Um, all right. I'm going to move on to T. She recommends. Um, I've been to the show, which I was like hesitant to do. Cause I don't know. It like at first didn't appeal to me, but then I had nothing to watch. So I thought, you know, heard good things, I'll watch it. It's called the bear. It's on Hulu. Um, I did not watch the U S version of shameless, but Dave recognized the main guy from that. So if anybody watch that, he was on it. Um, It's about um, a guy who is like a Michelin star kind of chef. And he... um, His brother dies and his brother owned kind of like a... Not shitty, but just like a sandwich shop basically in Chicago. So he comes back to help run this uh, sandwich shop, which he's trying to like elevate. Oh, I Um,
2: think I've seen commercials for this.
0: Yes. And the guy... First of all, the guy looks like a young William Fickner. He's very cute, but... um. It is really good. Meredith, I actually think you should watch it because, and anybody who worked in the restaurant industry, and you did too, um, it is like it's very stressful in parts of it because mm-hmm. it is to me like an accurate representation of what it is like to work in a kitchen. Um, and I'm it's just really makes, excited.
2: We're considering Taco
0: John's a restaurant. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, re- but I was like, you know, anyway, he's trying to elevate it to be a little bit more organized, not as chaotic and develop really good food. Um, even, just, even well organized kitchens are a, night, oh, a yeah. stressful nightmare. So totally. Okay. Oh no, have to watch this. this. yeah, I, yeah, you can, it's, it's, it's good, and, and it's 30 minutes. Each episode is 30 minutes, so it goes by, like, very, very fast. Um, the girl, woman who plays Sydney, who's sort of this new hire, her name is Ayo. I cannot pronounce her last name. I, it, I'm not going to even tip it, but she's fantastic. She's She is a standout. She's so, 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 so good. And, Ayo um, uh Edibiri? I think that's right. Yes. At beer. Yeah, I, you, I think you're right. I should know that because she's been on, a guest on Blank Check many times. Um, but she's fantastic. It's just is a good show. It goes by really, really, really quickly. It calls it a comedy. I would say no. I mean, maybe a dramedy. But, like, it's more of a drama than it is a comedy. There are funny parts of it. And there are funny characters. But it's a little bit more serious. Anyway, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good a good like Sunday afternoon show to binge.
1: I have gotten several... Hulu commercials for it, or or is it? It's an FX property. Yeah, and whatever they do, or it's like FX on Hulu
0: or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I know it's very confusing
1: to me. I don't really get it. The the previews I've seen for it have tried to make it look comedy esque. It's really like not very um coarse. Like I think just because it's FX, so it's like the it's always sunny vibe of the yes. ads. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I would say it's. No, it's it it's, has funny moments, but it's more serious. Okay. Interesting. I had dismissed it, but maybe so I'll check I. it out. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked Added it. Add
3: into list.
2: All right. Well, that brings us to the Get Involved section of the show. Our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. A great place to get involved is on the Facebook group where you can participate in the question of the week, as well as the other discussions that are going on the show, Twitter, which Bobby updates regularly. Uh, uh, sometimes all the time. Yep. Uh, you do your finest journalism <laughs> on, on at TC show our Twitter <laughs> handle. You can email us at a uh, show at gmail.com. And we love it. When you attach a voice memo recorded on your phone to that email Where you uh, let us hear your sweet, sweet voice and the things that the smart things that come out of your mouth because we do have exceptionally smart listeners. And now I'm just pandering.
1: Yeah. It doesn't Uh, have to be just about powdering your uh, undercarriage.
2: (laughs) Although, (laughs) anything you want. Exactly. Or you can uh, fax Bobby your reviews of his TV appearances at 617 354 (laughs) 8513. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And that was everything about our life hopes and dreams. (laughs) Blowing into the wind. Our crushed
4: (laughs) hopes. Oh, boy.
1: supposed to be here today.